0: Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Hort here on WDAY. Your call-in number, 701 293 888 I hope you all had a wonderful week, and good afternoon, Attil. Good
1: afternoon, Rob. Have you guys gotten a little bit of snow out there today?
0: Uh, we got, uh, I, I was just out taking the trash out. I, it looked like we got a couple, of, couple of inches out there.
1: We got a little bit of a dusting out here, too, so...
0: Yeah, I'm it's kind it's of
1: nice to see because when it's snowing, it's warmer. It can't be too cold for snow.
0: Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> it also means that I've got to find a place to put this new snow. And I'm oh, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm running out of space. That
1: makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> did
0: you have a good weekend. I did. I did. Well, glad to hear it. Uh, we're going to move ahead. We're going to get to business here, uh, and in a moment, going to be joined by former state lawmaker Ben Hansen. Uh, he had a letter to the uh, editor. Of the state's newspapers, it was in the Forum, uh, I believe, last week, and I, it looked like it was in the Grand Forks Herald today, at least online. Um, and he, he takes Congressman Kevin Kramer to task over that that ethics um, I don't know what you want to call it kerfuffle <laughs> last week, where the House uh, began the new Congress wanted to pass ethics rules. Uh, and they were passing they were passing the rules for the new Congress for the House of representatives. Uh, and one of the things that they wanted to pass were changes to ethics rules, and not everybody liked that, including President Trump. So we'll talk. Uh, Representative Hanson, uh, Kevin Kramer's gone on the record, by the way. That was a secret vote. Um, uh, Congressman Kevin Kramer did reveal that he uh, he voted for it. I had him on the show last week, uh, but we'll have Hanson on to talk about what uh, why he thinks uh, Congressman Kevin Kramer was disappointing for his vote on that issue. Uh, also coming up a little bit later in the program, I'm going to talk about this uh, this stuff with celebrities and, and Donald Trump because it's getting so much coverage, and I've, I've got something. I don't think celebrities speaking out on politics matters much, as much as everybody thinks it does. I, I don't think it moves the needle relative to the amount of attention it gets, but I'll, I'll, I'll flesh out my thoughts on that a little bit later in the program. Your phone call, 701-293-9000. Eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. Email talk at WDAY.com. Let's go to our guest, uh, Ben Hansen. Ben, welcome to the program.
2: Thanks for having me on, Rob. Say, so now are you a guy, or a, a snowblower guy, or are you a shovel guy?
0: Well, it depends on the amount. Um, if it's if we get a dusting, I'll go out and just kind of shove it to the side. Um, okay. You know, if it's if it's deeper, I'll I'll bring out the big gun, the snowblower. Um, it's probably good yeah. for me. I, I kind of look at the shoveling as exercise, which Trust me, I I could use more of. The only problem right now, though, is my driveway has become such a canyon because of the huge snowbanks on either side that pushing it, I don't have anywhere to push it to. I almost have to snowblow so I can arc it over the massive cliffs alongside my driveway to get it off the driveway. So. Right well, now, I kind of don't have a, a choice. I got a snowblower. Yeah,
2: well, I'm a I'm a gun for punishment now because I'm in a twin home, so I can only push it to one side, and I don't even own a snowblower. So I think I signed myself up for a pretty nasty January and February.
0: Yeah, well, it's, well, that's the thing: is every every uh, you know every February, it seems like we get a humdinger through. So I guess we'll find out. Uh, you didn't like Congressman Kevin Kramer's handling of ethics changes, and here's I'm, I'm quoting now: This is from uh, an article by Sam Easter in the Grand Forks Herald. Uh, He writes, I quote, the changes would have ended anonymous complaints that allowed politicians on the House Ethics Committee. Oh, the changes would have allowed uh, and ended anonymous complaints and allowed politicians Mm -hmm. on the House Ethics Committee to oversee the investigations, as well as bar the staff of the group from speaking to media. Uh, The move has been widely described as a significant reduction in the office's powers and independence. Kevin Kramer has said he voted for that. You didn't like that. What was your problem?
2: Well, first and foremost, as a former lawmaker, what you choose to prioritize is almost as important as your stances themselves. And the fact that we had a new Congress with an incoming new president who admittedly isn't sworn in just yet, but is very soon. And they uh, the choice by some leaders in the House and including Kevin Kramer to jump on a somewhat obscure uh, ethics committee that is staffed by nonpartisan staff. they are not even allowed to be connected to any former Congress or the former staffers of congressmen uh, that allows citizens and that allows you and I to make complaints and file grievances with uh, congressmen or their staff if they've done something wrong to them, but doesn't automatically punish them. It doesn't. And I, you know, see the opportunity there for someone to abuse the office, but it's simply an investigation that presents itself to the House Ethics Committee that the actual congressmen sit on. It's a good tool to have for uh, the citizenry to have that ability to, you know, form investigations on congressmen. I don't think anyone in North Dakota was asking for less oversight of the Congress or uh, looser ethics uh in investigation powers and and for some reason, Kevin Kramer not only chose to support it, but he chose to hop on the radio and say that we we really need to loosen this up we need to, i mean it just seems to be the exact antithesis yeah. of the drain the swamp slogan that he's uh started to adapt from uh president elect trump
0: well let me let me ask you that well first of all in terms of the timing this is a new congress I mean, isn't it always on the first day that they pass the rules i mean i I don't know that the timing of this is all that meaningful. I mean, this is when they passed the rules for the new Congress. What other time would they have addressed this? I guess is my question. Sure, in but terms you can,
2: of the sure, but you can make adjustments to the rules uh, whenever you want to. And I just why why that had to be a, a priority on day one when they, we still don't have what a replacement is for Obamacare if they do repeal it. How they're going to continue the yeah. age twenty six coverage and and uh... uh pre existing condition clause that they want to continue but don't have a to pay for. Uh, I mean, even for um, it's a Republican Congress, a new Republican president. I acknowledge that I didn't happen to come from that side of the aisle, and I would assume after eight years of Barack Obama, there's a lot of things they want, they would like to do that I would think would be a uh, stronger priority for conservative voters. I, than don't, I don't know. I, I think
0: well, well, because on the first day, because they don't do that stuff on the first day. On the first day, they pass the rules for the. So I, I think you're getting hung up on the timing of this sure. and trying to make something out of the timing. That's not it. I think what's far more important is the substance of it now i spoke with congressman kramer about this last week and his argument and and, and this is one thing because i have i have watched you know s- sort of aghast at, at, at what's been happening on our college campuses where under title nine direction from the obama administration college campuses have set up tribunals to adjudicate what are at times very serious allegations of crimes and uh, what one big problem with these is that it's a lower evidentiary standard. Uh, a lot of times the the accused is not allowed process they're not allowed to confront their accuser. A lot of times they're not even allowed to know who their accuser is and there's even been college professors who have been brought up under Title IX because they said something in class and some anonymous student filed a complaint and then this 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 professor ends up getting stuck through uh, you know through the rigmarole. So when I heard Congressman Kramer say, that he wanted to end, you know, sort of the anonymous reporting uh, that he wanted to end, uh, you know, their ability, you know, for the members of this community to go out and speak to the public. I think those are valid concerns. I mean, I'm not sure that every initiative that, that you attach the word ethics to is necessarily a good idea. Some of these changes made sense to me. I'm not sure why we would object to these.
2: Well, as far as the term ethics or labels in general, labels don't mean anything unless that actual committee or bill or piece of legislation is actually doing something positive for the people that uh, a congressman or in my case, in my, in my case, in my recent past, state lawmakers are supposed to be representing. I don't have uh, a comment one way or another about the college campus uh, system. I guess I'm just, I'm not that familiar with that to be honest with you. But to address some of the concerns you're bringing up, uh the um, the office of congressional ethics uh does have the ability to have anonymous uh people calling for investigations into things but every finding of theirs is public you can search it in fact it's uh, kind of interesting to someone who's well someone like me who thinks things like that are interesting uh, which is a rare breed, but that's what that just happens to be where I'm at. But they have to report everything they investigate publicly, they have to report who they're investigating, and they have to uh, list the, list all of this online. It's not an option, it's not choice. No one is accused of anything, and no one is put to trial on any of this. It's simply information brought to the House Ethics Committee, and then they can choose to do what they want to with it. And those are sitting congressmen on that committee. They cannot prosecute, sure. they can't. Uh, Assign a penalty to someone. So I don't think that that is that much of a concern. What is concerned to me is that someone like Kevin Kramer, who's you know North Dakota's only congressman, decided that you know this was a priority for him, and that uh, he is going to go out of his way to defend it when his own leadership in the House and his own president-elect didn't didn't even want it.
0: Well, to 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 respond again, the priority thing. They always pass the rules on the first day of Congress. So, again, I, I don't I don't see anything. That's when they voted on it. It's the, the incoming Congress. Sure. They're voting on the rules for the new Congress. That's when they do that. Uh, so in terms of a priority, I don't know how much of a priority. Also, the other thing is Kramer didn't have to mention how he voted on this. He didn't have to say one way or the other how he voted on this. Um, he chose to, to divulge where he was at on this vote. Uh, kudos to him yeah. for that. And he defended his position. Now, I, I realize that you disagree with his position, but I don't necessarily know that that in and of itself makes it wrong. I mean, I would expect him to defend his de- decision. And, and frankly, it makes right because while you say this doesn't go – I mean, you're right. This isn't going into uh, like, like a grand jury and nobody's getting indicted. This isn't going to court. But it's certainly – it becomes public. It becomes a matter of the public record. And now you've got public officials in the court of public opinion, which – I'm not asking anybody to feel sorry for them because that's what they campaigned for was to operate in the court of public opinion. But you, you can have something that, that's, that's initiated by somebody who is anonymous. You don't think there's anything problematic in that in, in not, you know, you know, allowing people to, to sort of not knowing what their motives are, not knowing who they are to sort of just anonymously initiate this sort of a proceeding? There's no potential for abuse there in your eyes?
2: Democracy is messy, and you need to have the option available it's It's similar to free speech in my mind that you know you're not going to be comfortable with every investigation called, but everyone deserves to have a fair shot at at doing so if there is indeed uh, some wrongdoing going on, and Lord knows, I think uh, a more watchful eye of our on our federal government and some of what it chooses to prioritize on spending and other things is probably something that even most conservatives would agree with. And, you know, to your point that Kevin Cramer was explicit about his vote and did defend it. And it's, I mean, it's kind of a bare minimum standard that a congressman would state their position and uh, be able to back it. But I, I disagree that he did a very good job defending it. I mean, he wasn't even able to answer if he knew whether any of the people who were voting uh, voting to weaken this committee were under investigation themselves well how would well, he know that's though probably those, something those, votes know. Are,
0: those votes are anonymous how would he know hmm? how would he know those he votes who, are anonymous he he would he knew who uh, who was
2: supporting this move but it's not but it's it not
0: right but it's not up to him to divulge who is and who isn't voting for things i mean if it's a secret vote he could certainly reveal his own but should he be out there revealing how other people vote no voted? no
2: No, no, he doesn't have to, I'm not, I wasn't saying he should name names in a vote. I'm saying he didn't even know if they were being investigated. He admitted to it. I I think he needs to, I mean, if you're going to choose to back something like this and go out of your way to be, you you know, we only have one. Representative, which is actually quite unique. Most states have quite a few, and so he kind of has a unique and special voice that he he uh, votes for the whole for a whole state as a member of the House of Representatives. Which is, I think, mean, there's only what seven eight states that have a representative like that. He needs to know the background on it, and he clearly demonstrated he didn't. So I just thought that was kind of ridiculous when All I was right, listening well, me... to that uh, on the radio when I was going into work that morning.
0: Last la- last question. I am. Here in North Dakota, uh, Democrats, you, your party, when you were in office, uh, pushed ethics committees, and I have I have never felt that this was a good idea. I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's a good idea locally. I don't know that it's a good idea nationally. And what worries me is that I don't think ethics committees work. I I, I think we spend a lot of time thinking they work. I don't think they work. And and to me, the better solution is just more transparency. It's just to understand, disclose as much as possible and let voters decide what to care about because all whenever we form an ethics committee, all I see is it's either a bunch of politicians or a bunch of bureaucrats trying to make decisions for voters about how they should feel about certain situations. I, I, I feel like ultimately it should just be disclosure. I, I, I think ethics, I think ethics committees are a waste of time, frankly, uh, your, your reaction. And then we'll have to, uh, wrap this up.
2: Sure. Well, I remember those, those fights we had in North Dakota legislature as well. And I, I, I think that you don't have to have them be mutually exclusive. Disclosure is incredibly important in having the uh, state government and the federal government be as transparent with dollars spent and public policy and how public policy is made. And now in a new uh, era where everything is online, uh, government's got to get more used to putting things online, making it more easily accessible on on the Internet. But uh, I don't think – I do agree that simply slapping the – Word ethics on something doesn't necessarily make it better or make it more ethical, but I think an actual ethics committee is like anything else. If you do it well, if you set it up so that no one has power or ability to abuse it, that it's a good thing. And I think having a watchful eye on some of our government operations is something that is very necessary. In fact, might be a little bit lacking, even in the state of North Dakota, unfortunately. So I think we should, we should, we can always do better and we should always strive to be as uh transparent and ethical as we can and i think disclosure and uh, at the over uh, ethics oversight are both necessary and should be uh you know increased where they can be to hold elected officials accountable okay. well, ben, i really don't think it's that controversial but
0: i, I I'm, I'm not sure i agree but we'll have to settle that another day ben thanks for your time appreciate it all right
2: keep that snow off rob
0: Former lawmaker Ben Hansen. More to come straight ahead. 701 293 888 We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob Port. Here on WDAY 888-970-9329. You know, I, I caught this little piece in the um, in the uh, Associated Press over the weekend. Um, apparently, some state lawmakers are upset uh, because Bergum, Doug Bergum, and and his lieutenant governor Brent Sanford, um, they don't dress up at the legislature. Most of the legislators. Uh, they wear suits and ties. I mean, they they, they dress up. Uh, Burgum has always been kind of known as a guy who likes, you know, he wears te- jeans and stuff like that. Uh, I quote from the Associated Press, Burgum's preference for jeans and sweaters has spurred much grumbling at the Capitol among many male lawmakers, both Republicans and Democrats, who wear suit and tie while the legislature is in session. Lieutenant Governor Brent Sanford has followed his boss's lead and is often seen in similar attire. Uh, in similar attire, Bergam at his inauguration last week also wore jeans, when other governors in recent years donned tuxedos or a suit. I, my reaction to this is, who cares? Who cares what the guy's wearing? I mean, is, is this is this really something we're going to get wrapped around the that The guy wears jeans. Listen, if, if 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 the voters care about that, you know, I guess they could cast their ballots. Accordingly, if they think Burgum isn't, I don't know, upholding the decorum of the office or something because he's wearing jeans instead of a suit, uh, you know. That said, as, as as a personal matter to me, the guy could show up in into office wearing a ballerina tutu, right? He could come dressed as Bozo the Clown, and I wouldn't care. You know, what I care about is, is he promoting the right policy. Is he? Administering his office in an ethical, transparent manner—those are the things I care about, you know. If he's if he'd be more comfortable in a in a Hillary Clinton type pantsuit, you know, more power to him. It's not a fashion show. Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. More to come straight ahead. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob. Report here on WDAY. 701 29390 970 9329 Some wise ass emails, Rob, if you're out of room for snow, I have plenty. All you have to do is pay the transport costs. Yeah. That's right. Make make it's, it's hilarious, right? I think it's uh, kind of funny. All right. <laughs> it is funny. All right. I'll give it. email talk at WDAY.com. Let's see, another emailer. uh, I was talking about uh, Governor uh, Doug Burgum. According to the Associated Press, some lawmakers, uh, Republicans and Democrats, have their noses out of joint uh, because Burgum uh, has been wearing jeans, so is his lieutenant governor. Um, Emailer says, "I I think the jeans are awesome, shows a governor that is not hung up on little piddly issues such as the damn dress code all the time. Uh, let's see. have another one. Uh, Rob, I trust a man in jeans more than I would trust a man in a suit. I honestly, like, I don't care one way or the other. Like, if you want to wear a suit, you want to wear jeans, you want to wear a a clown outfit. I don't really care as long as you're, you know, doing the job I want you to do. You know, that's going to vary for person to person. I certainly have my priorities when it comes to public policy. Uh, but that's that's really my criteria. I don't care about gender. I don't care about race. I don't care how they dress. I don't really care about anything other than they're an honest, ethical person who is going to pursue the policies that I prefer uh, in an effective manner. And that's it. That's all I really care about. It, it, and by the way, it seems really weird. It seems weird that in North Dakota, of all places, people would be upset about blue jeans.
1: It, it is odd, especially because as far as I'm aware... Governor Burgum has been, you know, not wearing like jeans and a ratty t-shirt or something. He's usually got like a sports coat on. So it's not like he's, you know, dressing way down. But at the same time, I I can kind of see, I can kind of see where people might get a little bit upset because it doesn't come off as quite as professional. And maybe when we elect someone to office, we expect them to sort of present in a certain way don't get me wrong. I don't agree with that sort of assumption. I think Doug Burgum should be able to wear whatever he wants to. Much as you know, I also feel like I should be able to have my hair whatever color I want it to be. But well, if, that's, if a, you're, that's a whole ball game.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, listen. If if you're sitting at home and you're deciding who you're going to vote for based on what they wear, right? If you're like, "Well, wow, he's in jeans. He can't do a good job." You're an idiot, right? You probably shouldn't be voting. If that's if that's your criteria for voting is what they're wearing, you probably should do us all a favor and stay home on election day. That's, but that's,
1: that's part of the problem. I mean, because people in the workplace who have tattoos or piercings are always looked down upon as not being as professional because of a stylistic choice that they made with their body. Yeah. And – that doesn't have any effect on the job that they do or how well they can do it or how professionally they can do it.
0: I, 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 I listen, I, I don't, I, to me, it's a different man. If you're talking about like a private sector business and they're trying to promote a certain look or a certain feel or a certain ambiance or whatever, and they don't want to hire somebody who's got blaze orange hair to work at their fine dining establishment or something, then I guess that's up to them. I don't, you know personally i don't care right i i understand that, that we're gonna leave room for different feelings and voters if voters if you want to cast your ballot based on what somebody's wearing then i you know you're certainly free to do that it just to me seems really kind of petty and and it seems really sort of irrelevant in terms of all the other things that you could consider about a person and the job that they might do uh you know i i don't i don't see that it that it matters. The, the one nice thing is that in today, we seem to care a lot less about this stuff than we used to. Uh, I you know I I think a lot of those things are starting to relax a little bit. Uh, so I'm I, I think that's a good thing. Uh, let's see, emailer says actually a politician in a clown suit would be more appropriate most days. <laughs> oh man, the emailers are killing it today. 888-970-9329. So the Golden Globes were last night apparently and I don't I don't watch awards show I don't really care what you know the the experts of the industry or whatever thinks of a given music album or movie or television show or whatever I, I don't I decide those things for myself I watch them myself if I like them I like them if I don't I don't whatever I I don't really care about these industries giving one another awards um, but I guess last night Meryl Streep kind of went off on a rant about Donald Trump. And my, my, my thesis about this stuff, my, uh, my, my, my theory, is that when, when celebrities speak out about politics, I don't, I don't think they move the needle at all relative to the amount of attention that it gets. I would, I would argue that there was probably, if any, a, a minuscule number of Americans who watched Meryl Streep last night And then decided to change their political outlook. Right? I I, I think I think the number of people who would watch something like that recent television ad that came out that had a bunch of celebrities, it was really long, and it was all about them, you know, resisting Trump and everything. I don't think that convinced anybody. I think the only people who are tuning in or saying, you know, oh that's right, that's great, weren't voting for Trump anyway. Right? I, I don't I don't think they're reaching people. I don't think they're convincing people. And ultimately, that is the measure of, of a political message, is is who are you convincing? Who are you swaying? Who are you influencing? That's ultimately what matters. And I, I think when you have a bunch of celebrities, when they're speaking out, if anything, if anything, I think you end up with people like Meryl Streep who probably alienate more people than they convince. And I say that not necessarily disagreeing with with. You know, sort of her big complaint about Trump, which was him making fun of a disabled voter. I mean, yeah, Trump is crass. Trump's a jerk. Trump's a bit of an ass. This isn't a secret. People know this about him. A lot of them voted for him anyway. I didn't. I couldn't bring myself to do it. But a lot of people did anyway. Um, And she pointed that out, and she was right as far as that goes. But then she goes into this diatribe about how, you know, the entertainment industry, right? All the all the glitterati, all, all the all the you know rich, you know millionaire celebrities who are sitting in that room, and she's she's painting that oh we're victims, right? Donald Trump's going to come down on us. We're all victims. Nobody believes that Meryl Streep is going to be a victim, in the Trump era, right? And, and by the way, we're also forgetting a lot of things. Trump is socially liberal, for the most part. He's he's not exactly some pro-life Bible thumping social conservative. Right? So the idea that, that he's honestly that far off from Hollywood on a lot of issues is, is wrong. Trump, in a way, is sort of a, a product of the entertainment industry. Nobody seemed to have a problem with him when he was you know, the, the head of Apprentice, when he was making cameos in movies all the time, right? when he was on game shows and all the other stuff that he did. Nobody had a problem with him until he ran for president as a Republican. And he espoused some, some economic and, and fiscal policies and stuff that the left doesn't like, and even some social policies. You know, th- th- this is going to backfire colossally, I-, I think, with these celebrities where they're all carrying on like, like, you know, Trump is like the second coming of the Third Reich or something. You know, they're all they're all worked up. They all think that that it's going to it's going to be just the most awful thing ever. And, and the problem they're going to have is that reality is not going to match their rhetoric. Reality is not going to match their rhetoric. And ultimately, what that is going to hurt is their credibility. As if celebrities had a lot of credibility left on politics to begin with. Anyway, what do you think? Do you think when celebrities speak out like this, do you think they're moving the needle? Do you think people are hearing that and and changing their position? Are they persuading people? Because I don't think they are. I think they're preaching to the choir. 701-293-9000, 888-970-9329. By the way, that that to me was the other laugh line about last night. was all the people talking about how courageous – Meryl Streep was oh she stood up but she was so courageous I a Hollywood liberal stands up on stage getting a life achieved lifetime achievement award uh, in a room full of other Hollywood liberals and and throw some mud at Donald Trump that's courage right I mean what's I, I, I guess if that's courage it would also be courageous of me to go to an NRA convention and give a speech about how great the second amendment is if that's if that's how we're defining courage Give me a break. 701 9000 970 9329 I got another jeans email. Uh, Rob, I see a person in management she more approachable wearing jeans. Uh, totally petty and ridiculous. He should let all state employees wear jeans all the time. I'd be fine with that. I don't care. Uh talking about Bergham waiting. I, I I think that'd be great. Let's relax some of the dress code standards. Uh let's see, another email. These celebrities need to quit using these award shows as their own political platforms. I, I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon, and I think the reason that's not going to stop is the same reason that they're not persuading people, which is that people don't care. People don't care. I I don't care about the political views of celebrities, and I say that in both ways in that not only do the celebrities not persuade me. If anything, they probably alienate me from their point of view a lot of the time, but also I'll continue to buy their albums. I'll continue to go to their movies. Right. I I think Meryl Streep is, you know, despite Trump's reaction to her today on Twitter, he said she's overrated. I think Meryl Streep's a hugely talented actress. I've enjoyed a lot of the stuff that she's done. Uh, I just I think her politics are kind of dumb, but whatever. Also go to her movies. So what's going to happen is I, I think most Americans are like me. They don't really care what Meryl Streep has to say about politics. They do care a lot about her movies, and they'll probably continue to go. And so the celebrities aren't going to be, you know, they're not going to feel any consequences for this. So they'll continue to espouse their left wing views. Americans will continue to go to their movies and and everything, and life will carry on. That's how I think it's going to play out. 701 293 9000 888 970 9329. More to come straight ahead. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob Port here on WDAY 888-970-9329 If you want to join the program, we get we get wrapped around the axle about such silly things. Whether it's our, our governor wearing jeans, or whether you know celebrities, uh, you know who who what Meryl Streep thinks about the president of the United States. Who cares? You know, maybe that's a solution for a lot. Of, stop caring so much. uh 701 uh, let's see emailer says that uh, they they are not persuading uh, persuading people she's not courageous she took advantage of her spot at the time to shoot off her mouth um you know I I I, I, th- I think last time I I think I said that when they speak out it doesn't matter it does promote promote ratings I don't think there's any question about that people people care insofar as you know people like to be outraged that Meryl Streep said this about the president and you know, you either if, if you like Trump, then I guess you're outraged, and if you don't like Trump, then I guess you're you know you think she was courageous or whatever. And people care about that. I don't think it's changing how anybody's voting. So let me let me amend that a little bit. It, I I don't think it's it's persuading people. I don't think it's it's moving people from one column of votes to another column. I don't think it's doing any of that. Uh, I I think very rarely do, 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 do they persuade anybody. Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine i guess i've got a question for you rob yeah go ahead
1: if if they if nobody cares about about this and if you know they celebrities probably shouldn't be doing what they're doing in these instances like talking about politics or promoting their own political agendas what should they be doing in these award ceremonies like i that that's one of the things that i i don't understand is when people say you know well meryl streep shouldn't have done that well what should she have done
0: yeah I don't know. I I, I don't. Know. I I don't watch these awards ceremonies, so I don't know. I my sense is that they have so many of them. Maybe they they've run out of things to say about their own work. So maybe now they've got a foray into politics. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of things they could talk about. They could talk about the arts. They could talk about the impact of a given movie or what have you. I mean, they could do that. I think it's just it's just really fashionable for Hollywood to be political these days. And, I mean, listen, it, it, it moves it, it moves the needle in terms of media coverage, right? It creates a lot of headlines, creates a lot of social media activity, probably gets ratings. Um, so it's, I mean, it's beneficial that way. But I, I don't think it's changing anybody's mind. Uh, let's see, another emailer says, Rob, interesting how many celebrities who won't perform at an inauguration but have in the past performed for Dictators Payday. Uh, which celebrities are performing for Dictators. I don't know. Another emailer says, uh, you're right, nobody cares. Again, I I think people care in that they're going to be writing on Facebook about it. And, uh, you know, people sort of like to tune in to be upset about what celebrities say or to agree with them or whatever. I think they care. It's not persuading anybody. That's my argument. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Let's see. uh, Lois has a comment. Go ahead, Lois.
3: Hi, Rob. Thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to take exception with you in regards to how people dress and that perhaps one should care. Um, I think if somebody came dressed as a clown, as you suggested, or perhaps in a tutu, that you wouldn't care, well, doesn't that show a person's judgment? And wouldn't you think truly yeah. if somebody came dressed like that, that they have some mental problems?
0: Yeah, well, maybe. I. That was probably an extreme comment. Um you know, I, personally, I, I and I guess to me, it's we get so caught up sometimes on, on the you know on clothes or on looks or appearances mm-hmm. or whatever. And to me, I see that all is very superficial. So when I say clown, yeah, if, if the governor showed up to work in a clown suit and it's not Halloween, um you know, I, I think maybe you have to question. Maybe there's some legitimacy there to, to answer some questions. Yeah. I was being glib. Um but what do you think about him I wearing understand, jeans? But
3: I think that I think a lot of times some of the decisions that a person makes when they're young and I'm a senior, so maybe I'm just an old fuddy duddy, but but um the decisions like piercings um yeah. everywhere and tattoos everywhere, that it is going to affect their life as they mature. And um I'm not sure I, that's as true though as when it... I'm you know, when I um go to have uh, a surgery for instance I might be a little concerned if the doctor is covered in piercings and tattoos that yeah. he's not making good decisions or that he hasn't in the past.
0: I'm I'm I don't know if that's as true as it used to be though. I mean I mean listen, it used to be that if you saw somebody with a neck tattoo, like if you're walking down an alley or something, a dark alley, and you saw somebody with a neck tattoo, odds were probably two to one you're getting robbed. Right. <laughs> but now if if you see a neck tattoo you know, odds are pretty good that you, you know, they're going to invite you to like, it's going to be a hipster riding a bike, drinking a PBR, is going to invite you to his knitting collective.
1: Well, <laughs> and, and Lois might be surprised to know that I have tattoos that are very visible. I have tattoos right behind
3: my ears.
0: Yeah, I don't hold. I don't. I don't and hold it, that against. Yeah, my my wife's mm-hmm. got tattoos. Um, well, you know, it's,
3: I I think some are very tastefully done, and yeah, and I have an adult daughter that has a couple of them, and and they're tastefully done. But you know, well, when you've got ink from stem to stern, it's a little disconcerting. I think.
0: Yeah, I I I think it's a generational thing. I think I think some views it, are it are changing be, on it. You
3: know, and well, as I say, let I'm, me, I'm older, so uh, I'm sure I look at things a bit differently than than the sure. younger generation does.
0: Let me but, ask you about let me let me ask you about the original story. Does it bother you that, that Bergham wears jeans when he's going to work as governor?
3: No, not no. Yeah. No, it doesn't. I, um,
0: We're a state full I of farmers that, for crying out loud. I don't know why that should bother anybody. Well, here.
3: That's that is his background, you know, he's a rural yeah. farm boy. Yeah. But I think there are instances when it you know, decorum dictates that you should dress more appropriately appropriately, um, yeah. but to each his own. You know, I, I think that society in general is more relaxed in their dress now. I know uh, when I was growing up, um, gosh, you certainly put on your Sunday best to go to church, but yeah. then how would that make a, a homeless person feel, uh, for instance, yeah, that they're know. not welcome because they don't have their Sunday best on?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, generally, so I, I, I think I, one I, has to I think it's a go- little
3: bit with the times, Yeah. But.
0: I think it's good that we've relaxed some of those standards. Lois, thanks for the call. i got to wrap up the show. Jay Thomas' show coming up next. I'll be sticking around for the first part of that. You can catch me here 1 to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday on WDAY or 24 hours a day, seven days a week at sayanythingblog.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again.